on. So let me kind of uh, move to a, a different note now. So during, you know, we talk about Asian American studies, we talk about African American studies. Where did it come from? We know that just we're celebrating the 50 years of having kind of Third World Liberation Front protests in Berkeley and over uh, um, in San Francisco State, and how that created like ethnic studies. But so at that time, this all the students got together, Hispanic students, uh, black students, and and Asian American students. They came together and created this thing called the Third World Liberation Front. What were they thinking? It's really, really interesting. So Okihiro okay, once again talks about this. And he says, isn't it interesting? They didn't say, Let, let's all the racial people. It's not a multiracial coalition. It's a third world coalition. Now, the third world is this. First world is uh, capitalist Western nations. Second world is the communist nations. Right? And the third world is everybody, in be- everybody who's not these things because they're, this is during the Cold War. Right? So that's basically what the third world is. And they said, what was, what's happening out there with all these people trying to fight for liberation? We are part of that as well. What we want is subjectivity and liberation. That's what the students protested for. Right? What did they get? They got ethnic studies. And what was ethnic studies? You black students need this, you Hispanic students need this, and you Asian American students need that. Mm-hmm. And then they develop separately, mm-hmm. right? The idea of ethnicity that comes from, you know, uh, Robert Park and, and Chicago School of uh, kind of in sociology, they were talking about broadly forms of assimilation, basically, right? So that wasn't really more about liberation. It was reframing things in more of assimilation. How do we make sense of America? Right? Which is a very, very different thing. So, from Okira's perspective, he's like saying, what? It was a bait and switch, basically. They were appeased, but they didn't get liberation. They got, they got forms of kind of helping you assimilate. Right? They didn't get subjectivity. They got a way of saying, well, look, how, what, how do we help you in your own need? This is the difference between like having a Pinal Center or Asian American Center for all oh, those poor black students. They need something. You know, help them out. Or is it, this center is going to help the school to figure out what's going on to liberate our education. That's a very, very different framework, mm-hmm. right? That's what the students got, and that's the history of ethnic studies in America. It's not liberation, right? And so what I think mind-boggling is the fact that they, Asian Americans, along with everybody else, they saw their place. They saw what was happening in Vietnam, and they said, wait a minute, those are our people. And Vietnam has a profound impact on Asian Americans, Right? Because some of them are fighting in Vietnam. They're like, whoa, look, kill your enemy, but you look like the enemy, right? Mm-hmm. So this, this really waxed them out, right? And, and so during the Third World Liberation Front and that activism there is basically in, you know, uh, impacted by people like uh, Franz Fanon and other people and all the people who are doing liberation movements all around the world. That's basically what influenced Black Panthers, Black Power, and that actually impacts Asian Americans as well. So Asian Americans are learning from Black Power. Right? along with what's happening in Vietnam. And they develop their own system. What does it mean to have the, our own power? What does that look like? Along with that, that's basically when the Asian American movement happens. So when you say Asian American now, it actually means it's not like, oh, well, you're Asian American. You look like one. It doesn't mean that. Before, before this movement, they were called Orientals. Like, oh, just, and it was all separate. What Asian American students realize is the fact that, wait a minute, 
first of all, we get treated the same way. Second of all, we need to, <laughs> we need to be political activists here. So it was a racial political activist term, Asian American. It was not like, oh, you people. It did not mean that, right? And the roots of Asian American identity actually it starts there, right? I mean, when I teach my class, people are like, why are these people lumped together? I mean, Hmong and Filipino Americans and Indian Americans, this makes no sense. It doesn't make sense culturally. It makes sense politically and activistly. Like, you know, in terms of activism. That's basically where it comes from. Um, I mean, I think it's interesting to understand the terms in terms of how these terms come about. For example, I'll just, I'll just total aside. The word Caucasian. You know, uh, white people didn't come from, like, they didn't come from Caucasia. <laughs> Caucasia is where Chechnya is. It's where Chechnya is. Yeah. It's actually, it's actually Chechnya, right? It's that area, right? It's a long genealogy. There's a great book called History of White People. It is, right? It is, yeah, yeah. It, it's great. You know, it's a prince. Okay, what is her name? Nail Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a history book. You know, she's a Princeton historian. So this is a legitimate history. And she's one of the founders of, like, white studies. And she said, where does this work come from? Well, there's a long history of people from, women from Caucasia being the most beautiful. It's an aesthetic term. When you call somebody Caucasian, it's an aesthetic term to say you are the most beautiful people. That's what the term is. Oh. Now think about how crazy that is. That's the genealogy of the term. <laughs> yeah, so you look at that and you say, what does that mean? How did this get created, right? And the term, histories matter. Histories matter and you say, why does this come about? Anyways, so third world liberation, and as we think about you know, contextualized theologies, whether it be black theology or Hispanic theology or Latino, you know, Latinx theology or Asian American theology, a lot of them sit on top of ethnic studies, not liberation studies, ethnic studies, right? So we say, how do we work together? I'm like, well, we, we can't work together as well because our foundation is ethnic studies, which is focused more, more, more on the difference and not what we brings us together. I think this point is really, really interesting, right? Like, what was happening and how did this third world liberation front see the world and their place as people of color? And what happened as the disciplines start developing, whether it be Asian American studies? And, you know, Okihiro, as he was a president of you know, Asian American Society, uh, Asian American Society, uh, study of Asian, Asian American Studies, uh, Association of Asian American Studies, Triple yeah, AS. Yeah, he was the president of Association of Asian American Studies uh, previously, and he's kind of looking back and saying, wait a minute, how this discipline kind of has developed? It developed as ethnic studies, and it did not help us to kind of connect and be in solidarity and work together with other people of color. But the discipline developed that way. That's a really interesting point, I think. And even as we think about contextual theologies, what does it look like? Because we try to really argue for the distinction but we're not seeing the fact that in, in, in ways in which, uh, whether it be Western imperialism or white supremacy, has impacted everybody. We're not really thinking about it that way in certain, certain groups of uh, um, contextual, so-called contextual theologians. So it's something to kind of, once again, remember. Like, what does that mean? And how, where did Asian American studies and ethnic studies come from? I'll just do this thing, and then we, we can go to the discussion. Uh, History of Chinatown in Pasadena. Uh, in the 1900s, uh, I, I think 1883, or so, I can't remember exactly. Uh, 
there was a Chinatown in Pasadena. Wow. And there was a mob on this one, uh, I guess, what, uh, Friday, black, this, they call it like history's Black Friday, Night of Terror. They came, and there's like a laundromat, like a community there. They came, this mob, uh, beat the people, and burnt the whole area to the ground. That's why we don't have a Chinatown. Right? And you say, so when I come, I'm like, oh, I guess there's no, I guess Asian Americans have been here. Right? Because, you know, Pasadena is old, right? It's one of the older like, cities in, in the area. I guess we don't have history here because if you burn everything and you kick, so after they burnt it all out, kicked everybody out, they created a red line law and said, okay, we're not, we're not going to have minorities here. That's basically what Pasadena did. Now, how long have Fuller been in Palestine and not known about that? How long did I, I what, I, what took me to learn about this thing, right? Mm-hmm. Think about that. History. We talk about history a lot. And so this whole thing is just gone. Now, this plaque over there on the right, I'm going to tell you where it exactly is because you can see this plaque. It's called Mills Place. You know where 85 degrees is, the bakery, tiny oh, yeah. Taiwanese yeah. bakery? Yeah. And if you, there's like a little lane beside it, behind it, uh-huh. and there's like a little, there's a couple shops over there. That lane, right around there on the Colorado side, Colorado, there is this plaque. It mentions Chinese laundry. It doesn't mention the mob or how it's burnt down. Wow. So at the historical, Pasadena Historical Society said, well, you know, it's, um, I mean, we couldn't put everything on the plaque. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, maybe, maybe this is important, right? Now, it turned out that the mob was a white mob. They were like low-class ruffians, but people who actually encouraged them to be the mob were lawyers, pastors, politicians. Pastors. Yeah, they, they were all complicit in this thing. They wanted these people out. So you look at that, like, you know, where is the church? Well, where are they? Where are they? Like, you know, we don't want these foreigners. They bring bad influence or whatever, right? So what does it look like and to not have that space there? What does it mean to not have remembrance of the space? Because it's been erased, it's been gone. Mm-hmm. With this little tiny plaque, and this doesn't even show you how, what the history really is. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, and this has happened in other places all throughout the West Coast as well. So what does that mean when we forget this history? And we're, we're in this space as a school that's been here for 70 years. Um, uh, along with this thing, so, and now we end with this. Uh, in the 70s, a lot of the, uh, I guess, uh, third-generation Japanese-Americans, they're sanseis, right? Because second-generation and first-generation, like you know, Nisei and, San, uh, and, Issei and Nes, Nisei, they were the ones, first and second generation, they were the ones who were in these concentration camps during, the, during World War II, right? And FDR called them concentration camps. Like, we need these camps because these people are a threat. Now, 70% of those people were American citizens, and that's why people will know, they say, you can't call them uh, internment. Internment is a technical term for people, for what you do if, you know, to a citizens of a combatant state. Like if you're at war, you intern those citizens. And U.S. did intern Germans, right? You did, we did intern, like Italians. so we did do that. We just interned our own citizens as well, or we incarcerated them. Right? So people will know they say, oh, this is a euphemism. This is a really dangerous euphemism. It's basically saying they were foreigners anyways. Mm-hmm. There's an LA Times article right around that time arguing for the incarceration of Japanese Americans. 
and the argument was vipers are viper no matter what generation. Mm. That's literally the word. The vipers are viper. It doesn't matter what generation they are. So they wanted to be one sixteenth up to, right? There was no one sixteenth generation. They wanted to make sure every bit of blood, any kind of Japanese blood was on there. I mean, they're only up to second generation. They're not going to have one sixteenth. They were, they're really pushing for this thing. Now, it turns out that the fact that the real reason was the fact that Japanese Americans were farming, farming and overproducing, right? And people wanted the land. Who lobbied FDR? And Eleanor was about like, this is a terrible thing. You should not do this thing. FDR's like, I'm going to lose California. I need their support. The farmers want this thing. When they get it done, and they got it done. That's what happened. So the back history, so the history is during the 70s, when the third generation was trying to find out these camps that their parents were talking about. They said, what is this camp thing? They mentioned it, but I have no idea what this is. They drove out to Manzanar, and the whole thing has been derelict. Like, the, the whole thing's falling apart. There's nothing there. And they were talking about selling the land and just paving it over. And Japanese Americans said, oh my goodness, we're going we're gonna to lose this whole history. They fought, and that's why it's a historical site. That and other places as well. So you think about, think about history and say, what does it mean to not have history? I mean, it's one thing to read about history when you go to Manzanar, which is about four hours away. You, you, and what they started doing is reconstructing some of these sites, right? I mean, this is like, you know, like a straightforward conservation camp, right? So when they recently put together, reconstructed the, the women's um, latrine. There's no booth. It's just like, here's a toilet, and this is totally open. And the shower is just totally open shower, right? I mean, I'm thinking to myself, you're like a Japanese grandma, mm. and you're there with a teenage girl, and you have to share just the open showers? And I mean, this is, so, how do you make sense of that, right? Um, and this is just your citizens, right? Now, so, how do you understand that history? Now, there's a caveat into other history in terms of how Japanese Americans didn't treat fit Japanese farmers and treat their Filipino farm hands well. So there's layers and layers, right? Layers and layers, so nobody's totally innocent. innocent but there are structural issues here that we're talking about. What do you do when legally, when the government does this thing? This is the difference between like police shootings, right? Oh, the black people are shooting each other, so what does it matter if the police shoots them? Because you're the police! You should not be shooting people, right? If the criminals are shooting people, that's one thing, but are you saying that you're the same as them? That's basically what the difference is. It's one thing if the discrimination is happening, but if the legal system is doing this thing, then what do you do? That's basically what we're talking about. When I learn about this thing, I try to keep myself sane. I say, calm down. <laughs> it's going to be okay, right? Like, my poor soul, I just can't take it, right? Yeah. But how do you digest this thing and also... Um, keep your eyes open without being overwhelmed with, you know, just being dis, dis-regulated. It's just, it's just so upsetting. Um, and you see the echoes of this thing and how people think about it. And even when Asian Americans, all these new Asian Americans come, they come to pass and say, well, it's nice, it's great. You know, I'm the first Asian American here. I'm like, no, that is not what happened here, right? Well, it doesn't matter because I'm pretty witch and I, you know, I'm a millionaire in China and I, I'm going to be fine. Like, you don't understand how this is going to work. Mm-hmm. And also, how you're part of this bigger system. 